Support for LAist comes from FX, presenting Fargo, from creator Noah Hawley. This anthology series follows as a Midwestern housewife attempts to evade her past. Starring Juno Temple, John Hamm, and Jennifer Jason Lee. Episodes at fxnetworks.com FYC. Support comes from Gloria Kaufman Presents Dance at the Music Center, presenting the Joffrey Ballet's Anna Karenina, Tolstoy's psychological drama about the beautiful but married Anna caught in an affair with a dashing count at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, June 21st through 23rd. Tickets at musiccenter.org. There is another dimension, a dimension as vast as space, as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between being completely unnoticed by your romantic interest and being the proverbial apple of their eye. It lies between the pit of our deepest fears of rejection and our greatest hopes of romantic achievement. This is the dimension of imagination, friends, a dimension known as the friend zone. Apologies to Rod Sterling for butchering a classic, but also props to our senior producer, Matt D'Angelo-Antonio, for writing that up for me. I'm Austin Cross. This is AirTalk. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We are continuing our week-long series on love today, talking about the so-called friend zone. You know, the idea of a place where you end up when you want a romantic or a sexual relationship with someone, but they don't feel quite the same way. Is the friend zone real? Can you escape it? And how do you know if you're in it? With me today to talk about it, two experts. Leah Lefevre is an associate professor of communication studies at the University of Alabama. She's done research on the friend zone and romantic relationships. Leah, welcome to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Austin. Also with us, Demona Hoffman. She's a dating coach and host of the Dates and Mates podcast. She's also got a new book out called F, the letter F, F, the fairy tale, rewrite the dating myths and live your own love story. Demona, thanks so much for coming on. Good to be here with you, Austin. It's always a good day when we see Demona. And of course, I'd always love to hear from you listening in. If you've ever been in the friend zone, maybe you put someone there, maybe you laid it all bare, told your friend how you really feel, but they just did not feel the same way. Did the friendship survive? Did it change at all? How did you navigate those feelings? 866-893-5722 is our number. We have a line open for you. 866-893-5722. All right, Demona, you are the dating coach. So how does the friend zone play into the work that you do with your clients? Well, everybody loves a love story. <laughs> right. And we all want to skip ahead to the end. And many great relationships do start as friendships, but sometimes great friendships do not progress into relationships. So a lot of times I do get questions on my podcast, Dates and Mates, about how to escape the friend zone when you feel like you have a connection with someone and you want the love story to start unfolding for mm-hmm. you. And uh, I find that when you are in the friend zone, it's very hard to escape. The easiest way to escape the friend zone is to not get in it in the first place. (laughs) But I know it's really hard to begin a relationship with clarity because that requires a lot of vulnerability and trust. And then once you've built the friendship, it's uh, it's really hard to rewrite the rules of the relationship from that point. Do you find that people get more comfortable with it? Because I mean, I will say that I had experience being in that zone when I was younger. But as I got older, after it happens again and again and again, you kind of learn to not let it get that far. Do you find that the folks that are older that you coach 
uh, maybe are much more aware of the need to establish and communicate and clarify what a relationship is right at the top. Yeah, we learn through each of our experiences. So I do find a lot of times that older clients have more clarity. The other thing that's very interesting in my practice right now, I'm seeing with younger daters, there are a lot of friendships that, or relationships that begin in <laughs> in, in friend groups because huh. there's sort of a different, um, there's a different pattern that's emerging where Gen Z daters are starting with, let's go out on group dates, let's hang out. They're starting in a place of not having clarity because they're not as practiced mm. in speaking what they want. And as they've grown through digital communication, the face-to-face -face communication is something that I have to work with my Gen Z clients on a little bit more strategically. 866-893-5722. If you feel like you were in the friend zone, you put someone there, maybe you were the one who told your friend how you really felt, how did it go? Did the relationship survive? Did it change anything? Maybe you're maybe you're one of those rare success stories. 866-893-5722. If not, I also want to hear that too. 866-893-5722. Let's go to Leah Lefevre, professor of communication studies at the University of Alabama, because uh, Professor Lefevre, you have studied this. And what I found really fascinating from what you found is these kind of tropes around folks uh, trying to initiate these changes when they are a friend. And I'm going to read some of them and maybe you can elaborate on them. But there's the uh, overly persistent woman. Uh, there's the no declaration category. There's the wannabe gentleman category. Can you tell me about these buckets and how we see them play out in relationships? Yeah. Um, so what happens with lots of times, uh, we looked at those people who had suggested that they had been put in the friend zone, and we asked them sort of to talk about their narrative and account to it. Now, oftentimes, these are still describing unrequited love, but some of these have nuance, mm. like you're suggesting, to it. Um, in particular, they're talking about that they're doing all the right things. But I think it goes back to what Demona was saying is they haven't explicitly communicated sort of their intentions and motivations to begin with. And so the overly persistent woman is suggesting that they're doing all these things to suggest that they want a relationship and particular romantic relationship in comparison to friendship. And the same thing with the men in this particular instance, I'm caring for them, I'm buying them gifts, I'm showing them affection, attention, but they haven't suggested that is deviating from what a friendship would look like to them. And because of that, they suggest they're doing all these things that would look like a romantic relationship. But they haven't been explicit with the partner that they're interested in having that. Instead, they think that's just part of their friendship. And so I, they fall into sort of those tropes that you're alluding to. Well, so when a person does finally say, hey, I like you, you know, <laughs> and, you know, maybe they've waited a good window of time there. Do you find that those relationships become more strained? Can a relationship actually recover from that? Yes, it can recover, but more often than not, it does not. Mm. Uh, you're saying often the relationship becomes very strained because the intentions of one were not explicit to the other or not even known um, and what that looks like. And that's where we really get the friendship or a friend zoning sort of experience. Oftentimes then about a quarter of them, they end up terminating the relationship because they already feel like they're giving to all this relationship and these capacities and it wasn't reciprocal. Um, they, and because of that, they don't want to continue it. Um, a few of them to sort of figure out how to maintain it. But again, 
that looks oftentimes strained or difficult or time before they can heal from sort of this risk, sort of uh, risk and trust that has been sort of breached in that relationship. And very few, mm. only like out of our, our sample, about six or 700, only about 2% are making it to a romantic relationship, even wow. though that still gives us hope that it can happen. 866-893-5722, if you'd like to share your experience. Demondo, what are some signs that you're in the friend zone? And what are some signs that you might not be in the friend zone? Oh, signs that you're in the friend zone. If you are doing like relationship type things, like you're going to the grocery store, you're dropping everything for this person, you know, they fly into the airport, uh -oh. you're driving down to LAX to get them, and yet there's nothing physical happening, you're probably in the friend zone. <laughs> signs that you're not in the friend zone, I say in F the Fairy Tale that when you want to flirt someone, I say you have to set it up. So that's mm. smile, eye contact, and touch. Ah. And that last ah. one is really important. It's very powerful. And so I would say to someone who worries they may be in the friend zone or wants to get out of the friend zone to pay attention to what that touch looks like. If Is it in safe zones, like the shoulder, the hand? Is it very playful? Is it in more provocative zones? That touch will tell you a lot about the future of the relationship. So if you're patting them on the back saying, good job, buddy, you might be in the zone already. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. <laughs> Definitely. And if you wanted to amp it up, you can try consensual touch in um, more uh, in, in a zone that might get their heart rate up a little bit more. But it's a definite risk. Oh, yeah. You're, you're walking a fine line there, especially if it comes out of nowhere. Yes. I mean, it would really surprise a person. Yeah, and it was so interesting what what Dr. Leah was saying about only 2% do end up in relationships. A lot of times people don't want to cross that line. They want to stay in that limbo space because we're afraid to get the answer. And we mm -hmm. think it'll change the relationship, which mm -hmm. it certainly will. Yeah. And from her research, you can see that it does. But I really question, what, what are you holding on to? What mm -hmm. do you think? It kind of feels like being in love. It, well, it feels like being in love, but also it feels like you are chasing something. You're chasing this fantasy and this story oh, that fantasy. if you get the answer that this person is not interested, then you have to reevaluate everything you've told yourself up until that point and change the end point of the story that you've been telling yourself. Ooh, talking right now with Demona Hoffman, dating coach, host of Dates and Mates podcast. Uh, Leah Lefevre is also on the line. Professor of Communications has studied friend zone. Anything that you would add to that, Professor? Yeah, I think those points are, are really on cue. I think the mediated component Mona sort of talked about to begin with, oftentimes there's sort of these obscure messages. They're suggesting they're being direct in a mediated way, um, which sometimes doesn't play out in the fashion that they're sort of thinking. Um, in addition to that, with that, the touch, I would say, is also very important to understand what that sort of looks like and navigate and sort of time commitment in association with it and not having the person be surprised about it more often than not when the reaction was very like negative or surprised or shock right that of course further strained the relationship and so kind of being up front with some of those intentions and being more explicit is so important to both the friendship and if you then want to translate that into a romantic relationship Demona Hoffman, so you said up at the top of this conversation, best way to get out of the friend zone, never to get into it to begin with. That's something that I learned. I would say the hard way.
It's like, you ever heard the song, there goes my baby? <laughs> it's it's kind of like that sort of experience. After having a, a few of those, I realized the don't wait method. When you meet somebody who you might have some potential sparks with, you don't wait. You just say, hey, would you like to go on a date with me? So using those words somehow, what I learned prevents it from ever falling into that category because you're saying early, right on, do you think of me like this or no? But let's let's help somebody else out there whose heart may already be broken from everything they've learned from this conversation, Demona. What are some ways uh, that a person can maybe avoid getting put into that zone to begin with? Language is really important, Austin. Mm -hmm. And I also do see a generational divide on this because the language for younger daters a lot of times is let's hang out. Uh, <laughs> so what I often I find myself <laughs> coaching people to do is be more clear. And I think it's very attractive to be clear and direct. And at the beginning, what's the worst that'll happen? They'll say, no, I don't want to go out. Would you like to have dinner? Would you like to go on a date? And I actually coach my clients to say, when they make a plan with someone, if they want it to be more, actually say, okay, it's a date. Oh. <laughs> and then you get that answer yeah. very early on because otherwise down the road, there's so much, it's so much more complicated and uh, you have to ask the question in a very different way. It's a date. Three magic words that could save you a lot of heartache. We've heard from Demona Hoffman, dating coach, host of Dates and Mates podcast, also author of the new book, F the Fairy Tale: Rewrite the Dating Myths and Live Your Own Love Story. We also heard from Leah Lefevre, associate professor of communication studies, University of Alabama. Looked all into the friend zone. If you want any more of these tips, Air Talk is a podcast wherever you get your pods. You can go there. I'm Austin Cross. We're back with more Air Talk. At 10. One event can change a family for generations. I'm Emily Kwong, host of a new podcast from LAS Studios called Inheriting. It's about Asian American and Pacific Islander families and their histories. Join me for an immersive storytelling event at the Crawford in Pasadena. It's June 27th. Get your tickets now at las.com slash events.